Flawcast episode 167. A boat, a challenge, our savior, and a special guest. Faith consists of believing when it's beyond the power of reason to believe. Voltaire. Flawcast. Get in the arena. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome all of our esteemed Flawcast listeners. I uh, want to welcome you back to a brand new, fun-filled, faith-filled, triggering, probably, episode. And I uh, want to, once again, welcome everybody. And I have a treat for all of you guys. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm so excited to be able to, uh, before we go any further, this, this gentleman is... Uh, somebody who is so special in, in my life, um, my best friend, and um, he was on the podcast for a hundred episodes. One of the the founding members of the Flawedcast Nation. The actually he and I founded this thing about three years ago, and uh, he gave me a call the other day. He's like, "I've got something. I feel like God's put on my heart, and I, I want to come and talk about it." And I said. Absolutely. So without any further ado, let's see how many of you people remember this. Warning! Warning! Flawedcast. That uh, <laughs> Jason is back for uh, hopefully not the last time, but uh, uh, hopefully he'll come back and visit us soon, sooner rather than later. But I'm so excited that you're back, man. Um, get, thank you for calling. Thank you for coming, and give everybody just like a brief. You, you catch us up with with you and all things uh, all things Jason related. Well, first and foremost. What's up, Will Willie Will? <laughs> good to be back on the flawed cast. Yes, it um, is. It's yeah, man, good to have super you. excited to be here. You know, um, lots changed over the last uh, time since I've been on here. You know, since I've taken my haters or left the left the podcast, and um, and I'm working in Texas now, and um, traveling back and forth, and just got a new office, so I had to buy some art, you know, for the walls, okay, and my okay. first purchase was uh, Man in the Arena, mm. quote, from Theo, April our, our ni- favorite president, April 1910, yes, um, I think it was April 23rd, 1910, now I'll never forget the date, because it's right on the, <laughs> it's right on the canvas there, right, um, but that that's right up there behind the wall, of course, uh, and as I read that, and um, people were asking about it at the office, I'm like, you know, these are all people from Texas. They've never heard of flawed casts or that. So, well, not yet. I had to uh, explain what getting the arena meant, mm. and um, explain to them why it's important and how it was so important that that quote is so important, and we believe in it so much that me and my friend believe in it so much that we had to create our own, you know, podcast, and that was the theme of our podcast: get in the arena. Mm-hmm. Let's don't just sit back and watch things happen and talk about it, but let's right. let's get in the arena and try to make a difference. I mean, that's what this was all founded on, and it just brought all these things rushing back in well you know i don't i don't know if you have it why don't you read it 
Can you pull it up and read it? Oh man, yeah, I can. I'm gonna. I'm a, Absolutely, that's a great. I'm totally idea. gonna put you well, on the spot. How could we not? How Be, could we not have had you, that in our I, notes? Today? I don't know, dude. Like we, I take for granted sometimes how important that, and it's just so good to have you to remind me how important that is to this, the foundation of this, and how right now at this point in our country's life, in the world life, and I think even more importantly spiritually, how important that that notion of being the man in the arena is. Is if you could bless us with reading that. All right, so again, this is Theodore Roosevelt. I believe April 23rd, but it was April 1910, I believe the 23rd. I remember this is only part of his speech. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms and great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm. I mean, that's that's nourishing. I look at it as a challenge. Well, the that's, gauntlet's that's, that's, definitely and that's thrown what down. Teddy, didn't, isn't that what Teddy did? He challenged everything and everyone. Like, I believe that was like his life. He lived challenging himself constantly. Yeah. If you look at, if you don't know Teddy Roosevelt, um, just look up accomplishments of Teddy Roosevelt. This is the guy who knew all of you know, he's the president of the United States. He knew every one of his servants' names, right? Butlers, all that. He knew all their names. He knew their spouses' names, their children's names, what their hobbies were, what they liked to do, had conversations with them. He challenged himself to be. He reminds me, actually, in a lot of ways, of a um, mix between Davy Crockett and Benjamin Franklin. Because, you know, Ben Franklin was one of those people who just pushed himself for perfection. And I wouldn't say Teddy pushed himself for perfection, but he pushed to be better all the time, thought he could be a better person and better other people and make a better world. This is what made him one of the greatest presidents. But at the same time, he was, uh, I say David Crockett, because Teddy Roosevelt's a true outdoorsman, man. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, yeah. he created, wasn't he the one who founded the National Forest? Yeah, National Forest. Whatever, yeah. National uh-huh. Parks or whatever Correct. it was. Um, I mean, he did so many, so many great things. Uh, he was such an outdoorsman and avid hunter and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, military, all that stuff. But, um, I mean, this is a guy who just challenged and, you know, he knew, you know, don't, don't sit back and judge other people, talk about other people or other things or say you could do it better or this is what we should do different. If you want to have the right to say those things, step on up. Right. Step on up to the mic, my friends. 100%. A, a really good book for those that are inclined to read. It's by David McCullough, who's one of my favorite authors re- regarding historical works. But uh, it's called Mornings on, on, uh, Mornings on Horseback. And it's about the life of Theodore Roosevelt. And this is a dude whose mom and wife died on the same day, which was Valentine's Day. And this is a guy who had, um, now it's considered asthma, but he couldn't breathe very well as a young man. So he started to learn how to box and do all these physical activities to push himself. And literally, in, in my opinion, probably the 
the most altruistic president that we've ever had. And, um, and I'm going to go farther. I think he's one of the true great Americans. Like, uh, when you yeah. think of great Americans, he's one. And I don't just mean presidents. I mean, overall, mm-hmm. great Americans. I mean, what this guy did for this for this country and how he lived his life, it's, it's truly what I think of when I think of, like, um, the opportunities that we have in this country and, you know, yeah, what you can do if you want to do it. Like, there was the guy wanted to do something. He, just, he went and did it himself. <laughs> Didn't ask permission, did just did it. Even did when it. he was president, you know, like, the whole Rough Rider thing, he's like, yeah, there's an issue. I'm just going to take some of my buddies and we're going to go. You know, we're gonna fix it. We're gonna fix it. Uh, <laughs> so. what, what was his quote? Talk softly and carry big, big stick. stick. Yep. Yeah. Right. And that is Teddy Roosevelt. Talk softly, carry big stick. Teddy. This is what this whole quote's about. He, Teddy Roosevelt wasn't the guy who was gonna threaten you. He didn't count to three, my friend. If there was a problem, there was no count at all. It was fixed. Oh, there's a problem. Let's fix it. He doesn't give you the warning and say, "Hey, I'm gonna give you three to change. I'm gonna give you three to get this fixed." Nope. There's a problem. Okay, I'll handle it. I'll fix it. You can't do it. One could say if there was a problem, yo, he'd solve it. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Love it. But anyway, I'm so glad that you're back, dude. And obviously, you have a welcome anytime. We've been talking about, you know, I've several times talked about coming back. And just because, really, honestly, I wanted to to sit back in this chair and put a mic on it and and, and be back on it because it feels great. I I really miss miss our Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, It was just. It was a big part of my life, especially back then, um, going through COVID and everything. It was uh, second roughest time in my life, honestly, um, all the things that, that I went through. And um, so a lot of memories that um, flawed, flawed cast helped me get a lot out, honestly, as well as um, helped me through some time. So yeah, yeah, well, it was I'm- great. But, but this time, like literally, as you mentioned, I... Uh, I, I there, there were several things that happened this week that was just like call Bill and see if you guys can do a podcast together because or see if we could do a podcast together because uh, you know just um, talking to a, another really good friend of mine in Texas. Well, let's. I want to hear the story. Let's get the sh- the shake and howdy out of the way, and then I'm going to let you yeah, just yeah. have at it. So, um, so once again. It, you guys love having Jason back. Let us know. And any kind of love or appreciation you're going to send, I'm definitely going to send it to his way. Um, but you can reach us anywhere a podcasts are, Flawedcast, CLE, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, um, under Flawedcast, CLE. We're on the video platform, Rumble. Uh, that's under Flawed Inc. We're on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on Getter, and we're on Gab, all under Flawed Inc. In the description, the description below of this episode, there is a link to get my book, Smith's Heart of Man Repair Manual. I appreciate you picking that up. And then if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can reach us on the social media. But you can also email us at floodincle at gmail.com. And uh, that being said, Jason, you know what time it is. Everyone, place your right hand over your left heart, and let's do the Pledge of Allegiance. I, I pledge allegiance to, to the flag. flag. Of the United United States States of America America, and and to to the Republic Republic for which it stands, one nation, 
under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We still, to this day, say, put your right hand over your left heart That's just awesome. because you started that. That was, so, that was a, I think that was a coffee high day. We still carry that tradition on to this day because you, you started it. So That's awesome. But listen, the floor is yours. I'm going to just interject when you want me to or if I you know, want yeah, to. No, no, so, I want you to be totally part of this. This isn't me. Okay. This is a... Uh, you know, but, um, but yeah, thank you. It's great being here. Hello, everyone. Um, all the long time listeners and new listeners and middle time listeners, whatever. <laughs> I'm super pumped to be back here, uh, doing a, a flawed cast with my, uh, my buddy, Bill, man, this is super exciting. So what, uh, what brought me here, as I mentioned before, um, you know, I, I ordered some artwork for my office. It was man in the arena from, um, you know, by, by Theo, Teddy Roosevelt, and um, ultimately that, that's what got me thinking about doing this, but the message that was really on my heart was this. I, um, my boss, the CEO of my company, I'm pretty close to him. He's a really good guy. Um, his name's Glenn. He uh, very, very spiritual man. I do a lot of talking with him about the Bible. You know, he's a daily reader of the Bible. Um, he's probably read it front to back 30, 40, 50 times in his life. Um, I say he's very spiritual. Um, I wouldn't say super religious, but very spiritual. He knows the Bible extremely well. He studies it like you wouldn't believe. He studies the words. He studies the events that happened um, to really make sure he understands what is being said. You know, and, and that's the thing with the Bible is is what I've learned from from Glenn is you can't just you know, a lot of people use the face value words of what we, how we talk about them today or the easiest way to think through them as a way to prove a point or prove someone wrong or whatever, right, to their benefit, let's just say. And a lot of times the, the meaning of the scripture, whatever scripture may be, is very deep. And the words that are used, you have to look back to like the Greek root, Greek root of the word to find out really what that word meant and kind of put some pieces together to understand what God or Jesus was saying or what God was saying or what anyone was saying in the Bible. It's not as cut and dry as these people might want to think. Um, anyway, you know, we're, uh, we started a new business. That's what took me to Texas and it's a very lucrative business it will be a very lucrative business. It's not for us right now, but it is for a lot of people. Um, but like starting anything, it's really hard. And before we started this business, Glenn, you know, prayed on him for a long period of time as he does before he takes on any venture in his life. And, you know, based on him praying on it and thinking through it all, he, he, he felt strongly that, yeah, let's move forward and do this. And we've invested a lot of money and a lot of time for all of us into this venture and it's been a real struggle i mean a real struggle um so we started this thing up in july of last year okay that was like day one of us figuring out how we're going to launch it like that's how when i say started a new business like we sat down on the drawing board in july of 2022 and our goal was to launch in january 2023 um so we had six months to figure it out put an operations plan together get people trained up and open the doors, right? Well, we we did do it by March. And what happened though over that 6 months, we we 
put our plan together, and as we started building the plan, everything changed in the industry. So the business I'm talking about has a lot to do with, uh, it, it's, a, it's a retail type business for home improvement. I'm not going to get into the details. I don't want to mention the company, but um, there is financing. Typically, the, the thing that we're selling and installing at people's homes is financed. And what happened between July of last year and the end of last year, right, the second half of 2022, is the interest rates went through the roof, right? Um, we had several banks fail or should have failed if we didn't bail them out like we always do. But um, <laughs> one of the big ones being um, Silicon Valley Bank, which happens to be heavily involved in the industry that I'm in. And we also had one of the largest companies in this industry go out of business after kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. So not meaning the scam. I'm sure it didn't start off that way, but basically scamming these lenders because they're not banks, right? These are lending companies, finance companies um, out of millions of dollars. So by time we're getting ready to launch this thing, the rules have changed. The barrier of entry has changed. Um, made it extremely difficult. When we launched, I will say the first six, we, we opened four locations across, five locations across the U.S. and at the same time. And the first six weeks were probably the hardest six weeks of my life as far as business goes. Not life, but business, right? I mean, it was very challenging. Lots of ups and downs. Well, let me rephrase that. Lots of downs. It was negative, negative, negative. Every bad thing that could possibly happen, happened. I mean, every time I turned around, it was like I was taking a jab or a cross or a hook. Some some hits were harder than others, but it was constant, daily, sometimes multiple times a day. And... Um, <laughs> Me and Glenn and, and our president of our company, Shane, we all get in a room together and we're talking and we're like, man, did we make a huge mistake? We're questioning, right? And Glenn's like, I, I got to pray on this. I got to find out, you know, I, I got to know if we're supposed to keep moving forward or or not. So he prays on, he prays on, he prays on, and he comes back and he says, this is what, you know, this is what I take away from my prayers. This is what I heard from God and um on my prayers and we decided to move forward with it well oh man here we are august right and slowly but surely things have been moving in the right direction and we're starting to have some wins but for the first time we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel and i'm not saying it's close but there's light at the end of the tunnel it's not pure black anymore pure darkness um so glenn says uh Calls me over to his office. He says, sit down, Jason. He goes, I want to talk to you about something. He goes, I want to read you scripture. I said, all right. So this is a scripture he reads me, Bill. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Which I just want to say it's awesome that your boss says, Jason, come into my office because I want to read the Bible to you. I know you know this, but that's a wonderful gift that you've been given. It's one of the reasons. So I worked for these folks before, and when they called me last July and said, We'd like you to come back to work for us. I, I said, okay. Um, these are the kind of people you want to be around. So, all right. So, um, what I'm going to read to you is Matthew 14, 22 through 33 from the Amplified Bible. Immediately, he directed the disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he sent the crowds away. 
After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was already a long distance from land, tossed and battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, which is 3 to 6 a.m., Jesus came to them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately he spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened, and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus extended his hand and caught him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him with awe-inspired reverence, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So, you know, some of you are probably connecting the dots right now, but, you know, even if you're doing the right thing, I told you from the beginning, Glenn prayed to God on what he should do. And he felt strongly that God told him what he should do. And that was to move forward and do this business, that he could help a lot of people. Um, Because that's what Glenn does, by the way. He has orphanages in India and Africa. Um, He gives away six-plus figures every single year, um, close to seven figures every single year. Um, Like, he's one of the biggest givers ever. This is why he wants to do business. He could care less about money. Um, (laughs) Like... He doesn't pay more than $5 for any piece of clothing he has. I can promise you that. <laughs> this is this is truly you would never know that Glenn was. It, it's, anyway, um, so the whole point of doing this business was to be able to help others, right? That's what, that's what he heard from God, and that's why I moved forward with it. Well, there we were being middle, you know, long way from shore in March, April of 2023, leaving shore July of 2022 being battered and thrown around the sea in fear and having no faith at that point, you know, feeling like we, we did the wrong thing. And again, Glenn went and prayed to God and God reassured him we were doing the right thing. And here we are now, as I mentioned, August, 2023, some months later, finally feeling like we're seeing some light, right? So I wouldn't say the wind has ceased, but sure has calmed down. Um, and this is why Glenn called me in his office and his message to me was, look, even if God, if we're doing God's work and what God wants us to do and we're following and believing in God, just because we follow and believe in God doesn't mean everything goes the way we want. Just doesn't mean that everything's easy, right? You have to have faith. You have to truly believe you can't lose faith when shit hits the fan, if you will, when it gets hard. Um, The reality is life is hard. Life is really hard. Um, It's ups and downs. And how we get through life is having faith in God and and living by the rules of God and, and, you know, the Word of God, believing the Word of God, following that, and, you know, talking with God, having a relationship with God, building on that relationship. And 
That doesn't mean, that's not a ticket to an easy life or a great life. Okay? Bad things happen to good people all the time. When we say bad things, it's how we look at them. Um, Bill and I were talking about this earlier today. And Bill, I want you to jump in here. We learn from mistakes. We learn from when it's hard. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Everyone would do it. Everyone would it would be easy to it would be easy to to follow God and say, Hey man, I'm gonna totally put everything into God because as long as I do that, my life's easy. I'm gonna have money and health and family and happiness all the time. Well, that's just not how it works. Um, it's hard. But you gotta have the faith. You know, and and, and one of my favorite Christian bands is um, Beautiful Eulogy, and they have an album worthy, which is, I think, the greatest Christian album ever made, in my opinion. And I don't know a lot of them, so there's probably other ones that are just as good or better, but this is a great Christian album. And in one of the songs, I don't remember the name of the songs, I'm not big on that sort of stuff, remembering stuff, but, you know, the, the singer's talking about if God took his job and his money and his family, that he would be sad but he would still love God and that he came with nothing. God has given him everything and he will leave with nothing. And for what he does have, God gave him. So how could he be upset if God took anything away? And, and anyway, he's just talking about faith and you got to have faith no matter what, even when the bad things happen, you have to have faith. You have to believe because just because bad things are happening doesn't mean God's not there with you. At those times, as Bill was probably fearing, you know, footprints in the sand is one of my favorite Christian poems of all time. And it's, it's the same as what we're talking about here. It's what, as far as I'm concerned, this passage um, from the Bible is is another way to say footprints. You know, have faith. Don't have fear. It's at those times that I carried you. The interesting thing to me, and I've never looked at it this way, but like, for lack of a better term, Peter got in the arena. He did. Because there were 12. Love that. Right? There were 12. And and they're like freaking out like they think he's a ghost or a poltergeist or a specter or whatever, right? And, you know, he's like, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. And that invitation, I believe, wasn't just to Peter. Like if his yeah. bro- if his brother Andrew wanted to get, or you know Thaddeus, or you know whomever, like all twelve of them probably could have gone and just walked the rest of the way, left the boat in the middle of the, the 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 sea there, and just kept all of them just kept walking, right? And it doesn't matter that Peter failed, right? And what matters is like what Teddy Roosevelt said it's not the critic who counts you know so it wouldn't be you know matthew in the boat like look at you 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 know you're all wet now and you you know you this and that it's the fact that he actually tried the illogic he tried and he learned right he tried he failed and he learned right and but what did he learn and see when he let everything interfere with his faith right as long as he he kept his eyes on christ he was in the illogic thinking and that's why like even that that quote from Voltaire I I opened this with it makes no sense 
There's there's no physical realm in this the natural that says anybody should be able just to walk on water. But the fact that both of them were it, it, that in and of itself is uh, um, you can just unpack and, and talk just about that. But the thing that I'm taking away, well, there's a lot that I'm taking away, and it's just so interesting because I don't even know if a lot of people know this, but originally we started the podcast because God was really dealing with you and I. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a handful of other people about wanting to connect with him in a biblically authentic way that we we weren't finding in a church. Right. And we, we, we spiritual, not religious. Right. And and we, we met like for a while, like once a week, and we'd have like a Bible study and and prayer you know session. yeah prayer session and worship session and stuff and 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 this went on for a while and you know we're like you know what should we do are you calling us to start a church or this or that and and the podcast is it was the outcome of that and and even what we're doing now like three years later it, it's this idea of authentically connecting with God and not in one of these in, in this, because it's just where my head's been lately, like one of these deconstructionalist, this woke progressive movement of authenticity, which really isn't authentic at all. What we're talking about is the idea. And, and I love how you're putting the, the terminology and you're giving your experience with your business and, and how, it's not easy and kind of being behind the scenes and and being a part of that to a degree, knowing that. And, you know, people I've last couple episodes, I've been talking about like just reading Paul's epistles and talking about how there's this notion in the church right now that Christ is a spiritual Santa Claus, if you will, that you pray and you say, Hey Jesus, I want this, or I want that. And I want, yeah. And, and it's this idea, exactly uh, this idea of, Oh, this is what he's going to give you versus in. And I think this, what I think Glenn was getting to is the fact that this is difficult and they are fishermen. So Mm. to, to get to, you know, Peter was a fisherman. So Mm -hmm. this is a dude who's like, think of like the deadliest catch. Like those dudes, they're they're used to like, and, and for him to be afraid of how bad the water was, knowing that this is what he did for a living, it, 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 it should go to talk about the severity of the situation that they were in. And then just even that in, in, in looking at things, dissecting them and then being to the point where it's like, if that's you, Jesus is telling me to come I, I, and just like literally <laughs> stepping out in the boat. And I, and it, it, what strikes me and I'm just on a personal level, like hearing you talk about these things, because I just remember for so long, like us having these really awesome, like little Bible studies and, and intense conversations and explanations and all this stuff and, and seeing it's almost like a full circle kind of a moment. But I wanted to, um, there were a couple other verses, uh, if I can, Please. Um, as we were talking, and, and it's actually, um, and I think this is important, and I think it's important that we properly give a definition. And, and uh, for me, this is one of the the best explanations for the idea of faith I've ever heard. And um, it's Hebrews eleven one. I'm going to read first from the King James, and then the Amplified. It says in the King James. 
Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for with the evidence of things not seen. Peter hoped that he would be able to walk on the water, but he saw that water is not capable of holding his body. Right, he knew that. He knew that, right? Uh, in, In the Amplified, it reads here, Now faith is the assurance, the title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality, faith comprehends this fact is cannot be experienced by the physical senses. And it go, to me, that just kind of goes back to what we're talking about, like living a life, not this whole best life now, like, like we're talking the spiritual Santa Claus thing, but understanding, and, and it's really co- concretely coming to me at this point in my life where Life is, like Jason said, life is painful. Life is hard. Life is difficult on purpose. If it weren't that way, we would never learn. We would never grow. We would never mature. And I, I feel like as we're looking at society, we're looking at the trouble that not just we're at in at home in America, but in the world, it's this idea that People expect things to be given to them or things to come naturally or easy to them when you don't realize that when those things happen, there's not an, there's no appreciation of it and there's no value to it. When everyone has one, it's, it's an ordinary thing. It's not valuable if everyone has it, right? So... College degrees are becoming less and less valuable now because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are getting them. And maybe when, when Jason and I graduated high school, like, you know, almost 30 years ago, (laughs) the idea of a college degree had a lot more value than it does now. Am I correct in saying that? A hundred percent. And now it's even to the point where. Unless it's a very specified degree that is. Right. You know doctor, attorney, kind of, you know, whatever, physicist, nuclear physicist, whatever. But the larger point being is now it's even to the point where it's expected that if you go to college, it should be paid for. Like you shouldn't have to pay for something that you are electing to do yourself. And I think the idea of faith, I go back to this all the time, you know, the testing of our faith develops perseverance, Perseverance develops character. Character uh, produces hope. And I go back to that all the time because in my life and, and certainly, you know, kind of behind the scenes with Jason, what I've seen him going through with this is, is that is it. There's a lot of moving parts for him to commute every week back and forth from from Texas to Cleveland. You know, like there's a lot of faith, not just on his behalf, but his wife's behalf, his kid's behalf, his, the rest of his friends and family's behalf, that what God is calling him to do is what he is doing, you know? Yeah. And you're, you're right on bill. So, um, you know, I think there's a couple of really good messages, bill, in what we're talking about today. Um, several, Mm -hmm. You know, I think the main point and message that I was thinking about that was on my heart, if you will, that I wanted to really share with everyone is that uh, for, for for those of you that are struggling with anything now or those that have, which 
everyone falls into that, right? You've either struggled at some time or you're struggling now. Uh, the only, you know, I mean, we all deal with that. That's life. Um, don't lose faith. You got to have faith. You got to believe in God. You got to believe in Jesus Christ that, that they're there with you and they're there for you. As long as you're there with them and for them. They don't ever leave you. Unless you leave them. And even if you leave them, they're there. I mean, that's what you were talking about this earlier, right? I mean, but when it seems really hard, it's really easy. It's really easy in your mind. This is what the devil wants. The devil's going to be telling you. It's not fair. Why, why is God letting this happen? Right. right? And, and um, that movie, um, Greatness, if you've never seen the movie Greatness, it's a true story about a Arkansas Razorbacks offensive lineman who is extremely spiritual. Um, and he went from always wanting to play football for Arkansas and told there's no chance, there's no way. He just wasn't, God just didn't build him with the right size and abilities to being a major award winner at Arkansas and almost as a lineman, changing the entire focus of the team or belief of the team that they can do it and almost leading them to a national championship and being, uh, you know, going to the combine, just went to the combine, and was going to be drafted by the Indianapolis Colts, or um, was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts, and he was literally less than a week away from signing his NFL contract, and he was killed in a car accident. Oh! And he comes from a very um, spoiler alert, <laughs> very humble family. It's a true story. Oh, okay. So it's out there. It's not. It's like, like Rudy, it's a, but he. Rudy no, this is real. It's un, this is unbelievable. Oh. It's an unbelievable story. Wow. So anyway, what I'm saying about it is, in the movie, um, they literally have this part where the devil's in his brother's ear, saying, "This isn't fair. This isn't fair." Like trying to talk him. He's going through this super hard time because he just lost his brother and one of the most important people in his life and a lot of people's lives. And the devil's in his ear, telling him not to have faith anymore. How can you believe in God? When he lets something like this happen. And what I'm trying to say is one of the messages from this is you can't let the devil get to you like that. That's what the devil's trying to do. Things are going to be hard. You know, just because you believe in God and you're a good person and, and you do the things that you're supposed to do and you have a relationship with God doesn't mean your life's going to be fun and simple all the time. That's just not how it works. So when it's really hard and when you're down, that's when, trust me, God is there with you. And that's when you get closer to God, become stronger with God, talk more with God, study the Bible more. Um, he will help you through. He always has and he always will. That's what is amazing about God. And, Bill, you know, you told me many times about, explain. you explained to me one day, um, which I never understood or thought about, um, of God being our Father. Yes, I know that seems like, of course, our Father there in heaven, right? I, I get it. It seems like that would be an obvious thing. But, but I've never, th I've known those words and this and that, and I know he's our Father, but I've never thought of it as our Father, Layman's terms, not religious terms. Layman's Practic practically, terms. practically, yeah. right? And it's the truth. 
That's how God feels about you and loves you. I have five children, and I love them all. And when they're having a hard time or going through something, it kills me. And I'm there to support them. But I just can't make their life great all the time. I don't. I, I can't. That's just not how it works. As much as you probably wish you could. Sure. Yeah. But I'm always there for them. Right. If they break their ankle, yeah, I'll carry them. Right to safety. And 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 again, when you look at it practically, I I tell you, when shit hits the fan, when things are bad for you, God is carrying you to safety. You have to look for it. You have to understand it. You can't. You know, it's not physical. Right? Like if I picked up my daughter, she knows I'm there because I'm physically holding her. Hmm. So, One of the things that you said reminded me of in John 15 when Jesus is talking to the disciples. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. I will abide in you if you abide in me. And when he says that, it's I, he, he is making a concrete promise. I will, but he puts it on us if you... Right. And, um, it's a two way street. Right. Um, yeah, well, yes, more or less, because we know he's going to be consistent. It's just a matter of our consistency, whether it be in the good times, which I always get really weirded out. Like I, it's almost like I'd rather struggle in a a way when when it's good, right? Bill, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, in life. (laughs) <laughs> Things can only be good for so long, right. and shit's got to hit the fan. Right. And it, it reminds me of something, and I don't hear this talked a lot about in uh, circles of faith. Um, and it, it's another verse. I, w- I just want to read here. Um, this is in John chapter 12. This is verses 23 to 25 from the Amplified. And um, I didn't tell you. I just kind of came to me. But it says, and Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified and exalted. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone, just one grain, nothing more. But if it dies, it produces much grain and yields a harvest. The one who loves his life eventually loses it through death. But the one who hates his life in this world and is concerned with pleasing God will keep it for eternity. And when you told me, uh, you know, kind of the synopsis of what you're thinking, um, the idea that Christ talks about, and he's referring to himself, meaning he knew he was, and as are we, but he was that kernel that had to die. Because if, if you know anything about planting, which I don't, I just know this, um, like a literal, a, a seed or a kernel goes in the ground, that has to die before it can produce anything, whether it be an apple tree or a rose bush or whatever, there is this process. And he talks about if we love our life on this world, if we love this world, if we love everything that's going on in this world, there's the idea of being intoxicated by the spirit that runs this world. And if that's what we are in love with, if that's what we are intoxicated with, 
that we are going to lose our life, but that has no benefit to us. But if we lose our life, that if we look forward, and I'm paraphrasing, I guess, but if we look forward to the world that's going to come, meaning that Christ and, and his kingdom, you know, we're going to lose our life, but we're going to gain it in eternity. And in that whole process of losing your life, it, you know, it's dying to yourself. It's, it, you know, like the heart is deceitfully wicked among all things. Like there is nothing pure in, even in our thoughts. And I'm just speaking for myself, you know, like we may have good intentions, but there's still that other idea of like, you know, want to do bad or, you know, like to, uh, to, to use a more spiritual term, I'll say, you know, um, um, edif- um, fulfilling the lust of the flesh, you yes. know, like, you know what I'm saying? We, we constantly have those thoughts. Yeah. All it, of us do. It, 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 it's a struggle, like constantly. And, and even more and more, I just, I see what's going on and I'm like overwhelmed, just like feeling that like, whoa, you know, Yeah. but it's the idea like you're talking about with, we need to fight that. We need to, and, and the the component of faith is one of the primary weapons we use in order to have victory over that, for lack of a better term. The idea of continuing on in a venture where, and whether that be business like you're talking about, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be whatever, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be difficulties. Anything worth doing, there will be. Right. Even in our relationship, there's challenges. There's different. Well, we've been going through one of the biggest ones. I mean, the fact that um, our our paradigms have shifted dramatically over the last 18 months. (laughs) Totally. You know, or more. I mean, you've gotten to a very deep relationship, got married, moved. You know, I took a job in another state. Right. Traveling. You know, I'm only only in town two days a week at most. Right. Um, So... That that strained our relationship dramatically, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, go ahead. No, but that's that's the point. And and I, I, you know, I want you to kind of just put some final thoughts on everything. But what I'm getting is we need to resist the temptation, and whether that temptation is like you're talking in business, just throwing your hands up in the air and say, "Giving up, we, we're 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 just going to take our losses that they are, and you know, try to redirect or whatever." Instead of like having faith, okay. We started this journey, and even with walking with Christ, like having a relationship with him, and living like like Paul did, or like, you know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Like, once again, Paul went through incredibly difficult—he was imprisoned. He was—nobody that I know has been put in jail simply for talking about Christ, but he had multiple times— and it's the idea of preparing ourselves that it's a very good possibility that's coming to America very soon. Mm. Um, in, in a, in, and I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm not trying to you know browbeat anybody, but that, that's just the reality of the situation. But you know, it's those difficulties that turn us into or reveal to us, I should say, who God wants us and created us to be. So. I, I want you to just to kind of close it out. And, yeah. Well, you know. I mean, if there's the message that I, I really wanted to get across more than anything is no matter how obedient, no matter how strong a relationship um, is with God or you are to God, no matter how good of a job you do walking a straight line and avoiding sin or no matter what that is, 
um, you are going to find hard times. And you're going to find yourself having thoughts and questioning. Okay? And this can be in any aspect, as Bill mentioned. Business, life in general. You have to have faith and keep your faith and know that nothing's easy. Nothing just comes your way. I shouldn't say nothing. There are there nothing are, worthwhile. There are there are times when things flip and turn. You know, there's the whole you know sow and reap piece, but that's the deal, right? Sowing's hard. Sowing is hard. The reap piece that's great when it happens, right? But you work hard to sow a field and get to the point where you can reap the crop. You have to work very hard for that. And there are going to be times where there's drought or too much rain, right? Um, or it gets too cold or it gets too hot. And I'm just I'm using this analogy about crops, of course. But there are going to be hardships. And there are going to be times where half your crop dies, all your crop dies. You have to re, you know, re-sow the field. It's going to happen. It has happened. And you have to believe in God and know God is there supporting you and holding you. But you also have to not just believe and have that faith, but you have to continue to practice. And when I say practice, I mean have God in your life, have conversations with God, however it is you do it. If that's through prayer at night, you know, um, in your bed, if that's driving down the road, that's when I have my conversation with God. When I have my alone time driving down the road, I find myself talking with God. That's that's when I have my relationship. Um, continue reading the Bible. And I'm not saying you have to do it every single day all the time. The more the better, of course, but you want to continue getting better at it. And, and I have times where I'm really good at it, and I have times where I'm not so good at it. I do know that one of the things I messaged you, Bill, was I need to get back on the horse. I've I've been so caught up in this business that I have not given the time I need to give um, to my Bible studies, to my getting closer with God. And it's something that's really important to me and um, only has been since I've been in my 40s. You know, I, I spent a long time without that relationship, at least the way I wanted it. Not that I was a bad person or anything. I just didn't have a relationship. And just have that relationship and believe and have faith. Struggle's real. We all have it. It's different for everyone. We all have it. Um, you know, and God's the one to help you through it. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's been such an awesome moment for me to have you back. And, you know, it's like I feel like we haven't really skipped the, you know, skip the beat no. you know and uh obviously you that's were what, that's what that's what it is with best friends i don't know if anyone else out there has that but I, I have a group of friends um that i'm really really close to and i cannot see them or talk to them for a period of time and uh, i just went and saw my really good friend in new orleans a few weeks ago haven't seen him in a year plus haven't seen his wife in two plus years um and um, my wife and i went out and stayed the weekend at their house and you would have thought we hang out every weekend, right? The conversation we had and the fun we had and going to their kids' events and like we're old friends and that and that's what it's about. That's yeah. what that's what real friendship is. Ah, no, I agree. And, and we've only been doing this for forty forty one years now. Ish, yeah, right. 
that's it. <laughs> that's We've awful. only been hanging hanging uh, out on some level for 41 years. Right, right. So, but um, yeah, thank you for calling. You obviously are welcome whenever. Thank you, buddy. You're, you know, thank you. And um, just if you if you got, I know listening, you've got something out of it. I've gotten a lot from this episode and, um, send us a message. I'll make sure Jason, Jason gets it and, uh, hears from you guys. So I know he'll appreciate it. And, um, uh, you know, toss him some prayers for his business and what he's doing. I sure uh, know they can use it and, uh, they'll, for everybody. they'll value that. And, um, I'm going to put you on the spot because one thing that I've been trying to do lately is close out every episode with a prayer. So I'm going to ask you to close us out and just say a, a prayer, whatever God puts on your heart, um, because I feel like that's so important right now. Like, you know, you're talking about, like, strengthening our muscle of faith. And, you know, as you, you know, when you work out, it's hard, but you strengthen that muscle. And faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, you're not going to have it, you know. So I want you to just say it, whatever's on your heart, to say a quick uh, prayer for everybody just to close us out. So I'm putting you on the spot, but <laughs> yeah, thank thank you, Bill. And, You're welcome. Um, I want to. This is what's on my mind, and it's before I say the prayer. I, I grew up in those of you who don't know anyone who's listened to pod, pod, podcasts from the beginning knows this, but I grew up in a church that was religious, and there were a lot of fake people. They talked about living life by the Bible and in God, and can you know they would condemn people, they would judge people. They would be straight up mean to people. They weren't brotherly at all. They weren't treating people like thy neighbor. Um, and I knew something was wrong. And this is why it took me 40 years to come to relationship with God because I was... Affected by it. I was very much affected by that. And I used to hear this term. And I was I became very skeptical of people that that define themselves as religious people or spiritual people even. And I didn't know the difference for a while, but there would be this term, all glory to God. I would see people, hear people say, hey man, I give all the glory to God, all glory to God. And I thought it was a cop-out or bogus. And I say it all the time now, and I mean it. Because, um, folks, we don't do anything on our own. And if you think you are the one who provides for your business, your family, your friends, you are not. Um, you're simply a vessel. God is the one that provides. And please don't have that kind of pride that you believe that things, you know, you've probably heard the term like everyone can be replaced. Well, that, that uh, that's because there's only one God. God can't be replaced. God's the one who actually makes things happen. Um, and if you're true to God, who can be a vessel and he can help you, he can work through you to help others. Um, so I just want everyone to remember before I say my prayer, all glory to God. The ability for Bill and I to sit here and do a podcast, to, to, to put this together and try to reach some people and tell them. Um, that's not Bill and I doing it. That's, that's God, right? That's, that's God giving us the, the resources, the ability, um, the courage right, to get in the arena. But this isn't Bill and I being great people or something. This is God, simply God. And that's that's truly how I feel. So, you know, my prayer is this. Um, God, I want you to, first off, just, you know, everyone who's listening here, look out for them. 
um, help them understand that you're there and show them that you're there through their struggles. Help them know that they can believe in you. Give them that sign that sometimes we need um, that says that, that you're there and that you're protecting them and, and, and watching over them. Um, help them fight those thoughts uh, of evil or sin, um, thoughts of the flesh. Help them keep those silent because as we all know, God, once those, once those words pass the lips, there's no bringing it back. So God, please, please help them squash, if you will, those thoughts of sin, those thoughts of the flesh, as we all have them. Um, help give us the strength. Help, help give us the faith to continue doing what needs to be done to get in the arena and to affect and to lead and to help others find their way. Um, it's just God, thank you for everything you've done for all of us and continue to do for all of us. And thank you for the love and direction that you've always given. Amen. Amen. Awesome. That was great. Thank you. Um, and thanks everybody for listening. Once again, send Jason some love. I'll make sure he gets all the messages and everything. And, uh, um, thank you for listening. Please share, uh, share this episode. Cause I, I think this is a, a broader topic and I think something very necessary, uh, right now, you know, like days are dark and the light of faith is what's going to help guide our steps. And I think that's so crucial. Um, and you, you can, once again, find us anywhere podcasts are Flawcast CLE. We're on Apple, Google play, Spotify, breaker, anchor. FM. Um, we're on the video platform Rumble under Flawed Inc. and just look up Flawed Inc. We'll be there. Um, you can find us on the Project Mockingbird social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on Getter. We're on Gab. Uh, in the description below, there is a link to get my books, Miss Heart of Man Repair Manual. And our email address is flawedinccle at gmail.com. So um, any questions, comments, concerns, send us a message there. Uh, but once again, Jason, thank you for being here. Thank and you. um, you're welcome. And uh, you're going to come back again, right? Oh, yeah. All Can't right. Wait. So we, we got it on we got it on tape. So <laughs> until next time, be good, everybody. Late.